Well, hello, and welcome to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. I'm excited to talk to you today, all of my family, friends, and strangers. This topic is one that I've been thinking about doing as a podcast for a little while now, and I just didn't know which approach I wanted to take to it, so I've just decided to just come and tell you my my experience um, with kids and weightlifting. So I have kids, as you all know, I have two kids, and Kenzie is 17 and Kata is 14, and I have been weightlifting most of their lives. So, I mean, I am not a, a stellar Olympic weightlifter, and I've never competed as an Olympic weightlifter, but I like to pick up heavy things. I love resistance training. I love using weights. I think they're incredibly important to longevity to feeling empowered and strength. I would pick up weight over doing steady state cardio any day. Give me a barbell or some dumbbells over a spin bike, hands down. Mostly because I know the benefits and I feel super logical about, um, you know, training and, and wanting to do things that are super effective. So as much as I can get into the zone when I'm doing some running and some biking and some um, cardio stuff, I know that what really benefits my body long-term is weightlifting. And when I came to this realization that my body composition was actually, like I was a runner for a long time and I never changed a whole lot. I just, you know, developed a really, really tight pelvic floor, trying not to pee my pants while I was out for a run and ran and ran and ran and ran and ran, but I never really got a whole lot of body composition results. And I didn't feel a whole lot stronger. I'd feel awesome after a run. Every time I never came home from a run and said, man, I wish I'd skipped that run. So I I get that. But it wasn't until I started doing the weights that it was like, oh, that's the piece that's missing. I need to pick these things up. Awesome. So I started when my kids were really quite little. I remember putting Kata, she was still in a diaper on our couch with a, with a bowl of all these little finger foodie snacks. There was Cheerios and chocolate chips and cut up grapes. And I don't know what all in there, but she had this little bowl of tiny little things that she was going to eat. And she had to sit there and watch me do my weightlifting videos with Shalene Johnson before, um, we could go and do anything else in the day. I tried to get it done before they'd get up, but sometimes they'd get up early and, um, yeah, mommy didn't start her day till I'd finished my weightlifting. And because I felt passionate about it and because I opened a gym when they were pretty young and they've been around here doing things and hanging out with mom at the gym, both of my kids have been lifting weights their their entire childhood. So as they've been developing, they've also been lifting weights. And there was a lot of controversy around kids and weightlifting and growth plates and stunting growth and I read article after article trying to not mess my kids up any more than I already was. And for every article that I found that said it's really bad for kids to lift weights, there was an article that said it is really beneficial for kids to lift weights. That, you know, when muscles are strong around growth plates, when core engagement is um, strong, all of these things that kids develop better and are stronger when they are using weights and resistance training versus, um, not. And so, and, 
And with sports, when you are doing things like, I mean, if we're putting our kids into skating and skiing and dance and hockey and volleyball, nobody says anything like, oh, that's pretty harmful for the body. But yet they're not necessarily training them to be injury prevention during any of these sports. Are they training them to, you know, be strong and agile and have good core? No, no, they're not. I actually feel very strongly that a lot of our little kids are not being properly trained. Not, not that it's a bad thing, but I just don't think it's happening. It, it, um, may be a byproduct of what they're doing. Like, of course, there's no way you can do some of those moves on the ice and do some of the things that the kids do in dance without proper core engagement. So it definitely happens, but I think it would be better for the kids if they did it when they were strong with some resistance training to go along with their sport. So anyway, I felt very strongly that I was not harming my children by allowing them to be lifting weights. My mom and I don't necessarily agree on this. She cannot believe I let Kata lift these heavy barbells up over her head. She thinks it's terrible. But <laughs> if I only did the things my mom said was a good idea, there'd be a lot of things that I wasn't doing right now that I think you're appreciating and and so we don't necessarily let grandma Janet make all the decisions. So anyway, my mom is a huge support and would definitely be watching Kata if she was competing today. She is Kata's number one fan, but she thinks she shouldn't lift anything that heavy. <laughs> so anyway, my kids, uh, Kenzie is not a super competitive weightlifter, except with herself which is one of the reasons why I absolutely love kids and weightlifting. It can be about competing with the person next to you. It definitely can be, but it can definitely be a very individualized sport as well, where you are not competing with the person next to you. You are competing with yourself last week and last month. And so my kids are different. And that is how they have approached weightlifting differently. Kenzie's trying to get better at what she was doing before. And she did a CrossFit competition back in September, which was a really big deal for Kenzie to be doing. I was incredibly proud of her and what she performed that weekend. My goodness, that kid pulled it off. And she is using that as a benchmark. So from that day forward, if we're doing a workout where there's a barbell involved and it's, you know, multiple repetitions, she'll say, well, I used the 55 pound barbell at the competition. So maybe I should use 60 today. Or, well, we used the, we used a 20 pound dumbbell at the competition. So I'm going to try 25 today. And I just love that it has nothing to do with what the RX movement is, what anybody else is doing today. She's just trying to get better at being herself and a better version of herself. And I just so admire that and think that, you know, that kid has, she is pretty strong and I'm watching her growth. Like she definitely gets stronger when she pushes herself and she's picking up bigger dumbbells all the time. And she has noticing the difference. And so although she's not competitive, she can be kind of a bully. The other day I had to go to Regina to get my hair done. And so I left my 17 year old kind of in charge of the gym over the lunch hour. I'm like, Kenzie, make sure everybody does the workout the way it's this way on the board. And, um, if anybody needs any help finding the right equipment, just 
tell them what to do, blah, blah, blah. So I give her a little lowdown of how to run the gym over the lunch hour, which she's here at lunch every day anyway. So she knew. And after I'm in, I'm at the hairdresser and I get a text message from one of my athletes. They're like, yeah. So by the way, was planning on using a 15 pound dumbbell for the workout today. And Kenzie walks by and says, um, I think you could probably use a 20. And so the text message is, so boom, been bullied by Kenzie. And when you're bullied by Kenzie, you know, you need to pick up the 20. So anyway, this is a total digression from teens and weightlifting, but I just think that it's so awesome that weightlifting is one of those sports that, um, we do as a group. We do it here at the gym as a group. The kids do it together. When we have four or five teenagers all in here at once, nobody is using the same bar. Nobody is, you know, even very aware of what everybody else is doing, but they're all just working on being better at their sport themselves. Um, my other daughter, my younger daughter, who has actually competed in weightlifting for the last couple of years, she has, um, she is a little competitive. Like she's, she wants to know what other people are doing and that, that motivates her, that pushes her. doesn't matter what she did last time. She wants to know what she needs to do to keep up this time. So it's different, but it's still incredibly empowering and strong and it's making her, um, definitely want to keep working towards those goals. When she started weightlifting, there was a young lady in Saskatoon who was about, she's older than Kada, but definitely somebody Kada was wanting to aspire to be. So Kada was not lifting as much as she was, but at the very first competition, we kept track of what that, that girl was lifting versus Kada and what the difference was percentage wise. She is X percent. She's lifting X percent more than you are. And we're three years into this lifting and Kada is trying to maintain that percentage difference. So if she's lifting X, Kada wants to be no more than 30% less than that in her lifts so that she's constantly progressing at, at a, you know, impressive rate, if that's the right word. So Kata does weightlifting in the clean and jerk and snatch. That's what Olympic lifting um, encompasses. The two lifts, clean and jerk and snatches. You always start off with the snatch lift first in competition and you max that out. And there's a whole sort of numbers game that you play. You only get three attempts. So you have to go into that first attempt having some idea that you are going to successfully make that lift because you need something on the board for a score. You don't want to jump too high for an increment for your second lift and be unsuccessful, but yet you want to push yourself and get something that you know is a challenge, but that you can do. And then if you've been doing weightlifting for a while you and you're having a good day and it feels good, you want to go into your third lift, successfully having completed that second lift with a with a high enough score that you think you're sitting pretty good on the leaderboard. And then you want to go for it with that third lift. And if you make it then fantastic, you have your new weightlifting PR. So that's how we, we address weightlifting and she does the clean and jerk first. And then the snatch is the second lift afterwards. And most people, uh, clean and jerk significantly more weight than they can snatch. And Kata is doing a clean and jerk of Um, well, so she weighs 110 pounds. We talk in kilos mostly, but she weighs 110 pounds 
and is clean and jerking 140. So more than her body weight. So anyway, or maybe 135. I don't, I know she's done 140 in the gym, but I don't know if she's competitively successfully made the 140 in pounds. So that's where grandma comes in and she thinks, you know, that's too much. It's more than she weighs. She shouldn't be lifting that much over her head. Um, one of the things that is, is part of the sport of weightlifting, which is a part of most sports is weight categories. That's how it's determined. So Kata doesn't compete against other kids that are 14 and only 14. The kids in her weight category could be 11 or 12, or they could be 16. It's not based on age. It's based on weight category, which is totally fine now. And now she is to the place where she recognizes that if she's eating well and consuming enough protein, that that protein is what's building and feeding her muscles. And she becomes a stronger athlete and does a way better job when she is competing, when she's eating the food that fuels her. When we first started weightlifting, I wouldn't say that was necessarily the mindset. She spent a whole year and it took me almost the whole year to figure out that the kid was trying not to eat anything because she didn't want to go up in a weight category. And so it was a bit of an issue that we had to like talk about a few times about what do you mean you're not like, I, I noticed like, okay, she is not putting on weight and actually getting a little tired looking and not doing as well and getting injured and what's going on. And it took me a minute to realize that she was trying to stay in her weight category. And when you are 12 years old, you should not weigh the same for the entire year. 12 year old girls are growing. That's what they're supposed to be doing. But because she was in weightlifting as her sport and her sport required there to be weight categories, she was trying to stay in her weight category and not change. And at 12, I didn't even think she totally got it, but I am learning that kid's pretty darn smart and has she gets everything. So anyway, that is not where we are anymore. She recognizes that whatever she is when she stands on that scale is where she's supposed to be right now. There's no manipulating that at 14 years old. Maybe once you're a total adult, like adults can manipulate that scale over the course of the month and get what they need to do. And they can be in control of the, the diet and the macronutrients and all that kind of stuff. It becomes much more scientific the older you get for sure. I don't believe teenagers in weightlifting need to be doing that. I believe teenagers who are weightlifting need to be eating a healthy, clean, balanced diet for as much as possible. They need to have the odd Tim Hortons because they're teenagers and that's normal. And they need to be having a good time and getting better and stronger at their previous numbers, not necessarily in relation to anybody else. And so that's the kind of weightlifting program I like to run. The one where people are here for health and longevity. The one where people are having a good time getting better at, um, at what they enjoy doing. So at teenagers and weightlifting has been like definitely a passion of mine because I have teenagers and maybe when I don't have teenagers, I won't feel as passionate about it. I know that if I could just get more kids through the door so that they could touch the weights, they would get that sense of empowerment, but it's an 
incredibly intimidating um, activity. And most kids, most kids, if they haven't been growing up around it, if their parents aren't doing it, like all the weightlifters that I have, most of them have parents who are also very comfortable in the realm of weightlifting. Maybe not competitively. Maybe they're just like going to the gym and picking up weights. But the kids see that their parents are doing it, and so then it's an interest to them. But when other kids who um, are brand new and, and exposed to weightlifting, it can be really, really intimidating. And I wish it was more um, mandatory. I don't know if mandatory is the right word. I wish the weightlifting component could be, because I know they do it at the school. I know the kids do weightlifting. Kata has done weightlifting this year in grade nine and she had to write a program and she just loved doing that kind of stuff because it's very natural for her to be able to do all that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't know that it's done to its fullest potential, if that's, if that's fair to say. And when kids get done being active at their sports, so you got a kid who plays all the volleyball and plays all the basketball and is doing six or seven dances and doing all of the things, those things that they love to do come to an end for most kids. There's going to be a few of them that are going to be able to continue on in university. And then after university, there's going to be a few that might still play in a rec league with adults. But most, I'd say more than 80% of the kids who are on a team right now, hockey team, basketball team, whatever, 80% of them are going to stop after high school. And then what? That's my point. Then what are you going to do after high school? And weightlifting is something that I really hope the 80-year-olds are doing. I hope people, I hope it's what kids transition to. Like, you don't need to be necessarily weightlifting instead of, but at least be exposed to weightlifting from an early age so that it is a very, very comfortable transition to go from playing these team sports and being with these kids and traveling around with the hockey team all weekend. When that comes to an end, you need that transition. And I don't think parents necessarily realize how huge it is for a kid's mental health to be physically doing the things that they're doing. And then it just stops. Like as parents, when our kids graduate and go in, into post-secondary school or they graduate and start getting a job, as parents, do we say, you really need to go to the adult volleyball on Sunday nights? No, parents do not say that to their kids. I really don't think they do. Or do they say to their kids, you know, you and your friend should grab a basketball and go play at the hoops because you haven't done that, you know, now that you've graduated. And parents do not say that. And I don't think kids recognize that part of their well-being, their overall well-being, mentally, physically, emotionally, was kind of being held together by their activity. And when it comes to an end and life gets stressful and they have like adulting happening where they're filling out student application forms or trying to navigate online classes versus virtual real classes. And now it goes back to virtual classes and all the things that those kids have to navigate when they are done high school without the outlets of the sports that they were playing, it can be really detrimental. So when I encourage parents to like get your kids doing weightlifting the stuff that you can do for $10 a month at a global gym, 
go to the university gym and not feel incredibly intimidated by the big buff dudes that are there using the machines that you have no idea how to use. Like I promise you before my kids leave for Capel, we will be in a global gym and I don't know how to use half those machines, but I will learn how to use those machines with the kids so that if they want to go and, you know, lift the crazies out, they will feel very comfortable to walk into any gym anywhere and do what makes them feel strong, empowered, and healthy because life is hard enough <laughs> when you leave home without taking away those few outlets that kids had. So in my opinion, kids should be learning to do weightlifting exercises and using the gyms and using machines and using barbells and dumbbells and being incredibly comfortable with that when they are pretty comfortable risk takers. Like kids that come in here, most of them are kind of cocky. Like they, they don't mind trying the box jump and like make that box jump just a little bit higher and they'll just run at it and, and jump as high as they can. It doesn't matter if they fail. You wait till you're 40 to try those box jumps. It is not the same. When I coach 11 year old boys to box jump and 40 year old women to box jump, it's a very different skill set. So I always think if only we could get these kids squatting properly, learning to do a decent push-up that makes them stronger in the chest and back and a full range of motion. Like if they got really good at technique when they were 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and they were, you know, having that, that level of confidence and competence in that arena before they left home, the, the freshman 15 might not be a real thing anymore. That happens because kids are done their activities. They, and like freshman 15, meaning they've, they leave for university and they start <laughs> drinking and eating Burger King drive through at two in the morning and putting on a good 15 to 20 pounds in the first year that they're out. That doesn't have to happen. It doesn't have to happen. Metabolism slows down because they've slowed down and they don't need to slow down. It's just intimidating and they don't know what to, what they're doing in these other places. So if you are listening to this and you have a kid who is doing a lot of activities and a lot of sports and time is of the essence, I get that. I know that you can't add another thing to your kid's agenda, but if there are down seasons, like maybe this summer you want to say, okay, over the summer, let's do some weightlifting, do it at home, watch a YouTube video, join the gym, go and do drop-in sessions at a global gym where there's machines, join one of the camps that we're going to have, do whatever you think, um, is going to be the most attractive to your kid. But if they play hockey all winter, and then in the summertime, they play hockey, they're really getting good and comfortable at hockey. But what if hockey comes to an end? And I say the same thing about, you know, whether it's soccer or whether it's skiing or whether it's dance, like being able to transfer your skill set, your body awareness into all those different arenas is what's really functional fitness. And so being able to do other things outside of your regular activity and learning other things is what makes you a really functional, agile athlete. So, um, I am, I'm a huge proponent for the teens and weightlifting. I have 
kids that are weightlifting. I do not think I am hurting their growth plates or stunting their growth. Although, I mean, neither of my kids are really big, but I don't think that's because they're weightlifting. I think their genetic pool is on the shorter stature side. And so that has nothing to do with weightlifting by any stretch. Neither of their parents have gifted them with any real extensive growth. Um, and if you are concerned, if you're concerned about whether or not your kids should be weightlifting or not, and you want to have a conversation about what can they do, how much can they do? I would never take a brand new kid that comes into the gym and say, Hey, let's see if you can pick up your body weight. That's a bad idea. I do not do that with kids. I really believe in progressive overload with kids. They never need to be maxing out. Like one of my kids maxes out, goes as heavy as she can. The other kid will never probably go. It's as heavy as she thinks she can, although I know she can probably do more, but it's as heavy as she's comfortable doing. And that's awesome. That's exactly where it needs to stop. Um, so it, if done correctly, if done well, if done under the um, observation of coaches, it can be a really, really safe and empowering sport for teenagers. So I encourage you to reach out if you want and come and have a chat. We can talk about teens and weightlifting anytime. I obviously can talk about it for a while. Thank you very much for listening and I hope you're having a fantastic day. Thank you very much.